0: Welcome to Houseplant Homebody, I'm your host Holly and I am here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. You ready? Thanks for tuning into my fifth episode on June 9th, 2020. I will be talking about climbing, vining, and ever-growing pothos. If you want to see more from Houseplant Homebody, you can find me at Houseplant Homebody on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube or visit my website where you can find all of those links at www.houseplant-homebody.com. Also, join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts and YouTube episodes, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. So, I wanted to start out talking about the pronunciation because... Everywhere I look, everyone pronounces them differently. So pothos is what a good majority of people that I've talked to describe it as. So if I accidentally flip to what I've always called it, which is pothos, (laughs) I'm sorry. So it's either pothos, pothos, it's probably the only two that you could probably come up with. But anyway, I'm either gonna say pothos or pothos today. I've heard pathos, but I'm pretty sure that's something about literature that I learned back in college. Anywho. Pothos are one of the most beautiful plants because of how they grow, the colors they are, and the different kind of variegations that they actually have. So they're commonly known as pothos. They're also commonly known as money plant, which I'll explain why later, and devil's ivy is another common name for them. They're also commonly confused with another plant called philodendron that looks scary similar to it, and I, to this day, still don't fully understand the difference and I will figure that out eventually. I kind of have noticed a difference in how the leaves grow between a pothos and a philodendron but they're still very very similar. I will be doing a philodendron podcast at some point and we'll kind of go over the differences as well once I learn a little bit more about those. So it comes from the Araceae family, and that family is also called the Arum family. The Latin name for Pothos is Epiprinum aureum. It also was formerly known as Pothos aureus. It was reclassified to an Epiprinum instead of Pothos. According to the book that I have, which is a very good book by the way if anyone's interested in horticulture or botany or anything like that, it's called Plant Families, A Guide for Gardeners and Botanists they say members of the arum family are collectively known as aeroids and they have one major identifying characteristic and that is their flower which is kind of ironic because pothos as a house plant don't really have a flower other plants that are in the family are plants like jack in the pulpit the arrowhead plants and anthurium Common cultivars for pothos are jade, which is basically just a plain green, golden, which is usually either a golden variegation or a slightly lighter leaf, like a golden leaf. Marble queen has a typically white and green variegation. Neon is literally like chartreuse, like neon green. Pearls and jade are usually a white variegation with different shades of green. And pothos and joy are very similar to pearls and jade, and that is another cultivar as well. So these plants originate from Polynesia or southeastern Asia, commonly found also on Solomon Islands, and their hardiness zone is actually 9 to 11. So here in the Midwest, you wouldn't really see those outside, obviously, but a lot of people have them as houseplants. So now we're going to talk about if you did see them outside, where would they be, what would they look like, and how you could use them as a landscape plant. And we will also venture into the sun requirements and water requirements as a house plant. Pothos as a landscape plant are a vining, creeping, and crawling plant, and they can grow basically anywhere you let them in those hardiness zones of 9 to 11 they will grow as large as you possibly let them. You commonly see them climbing up trees or basically attaching to anything they possibly can, especially in their native areas. These plants are not widely used as a home or commercial landscape plant because they have invasive tendencies, and you can control them by trimming frequently, but just be prepared for this plant if you want to use it in your landscape. In the state of Florida, they are considered an invasive species. So make sure if you're using them in or around Florida, you're making sure you control them by trimming them frequently enough. And if you do have to dispose of them or you don't want the plant anymore, make sure you are throwing it away or disposing of it in the proper way so it doesn't start growing where nobody wants it to. Or just take it inside and use it as a (laughs) houseplant. In a landscape, pothos like to be in a little bit more shade or filtered light. They can also grow in just about any area, so they'll attach themselves to anything and they can adapt to just about any soil type. Alright, so now we're going to talk about this plant as more of a houseplant and what it requires in those aspects. So, the one thing that a lot of people always question is sunlight with any houseplant. Can it sit in the dark corner in the other room? Does it have to be in front of the window? Because I have so many plants, I have no window space anymore. What can this plant do? Well, it does tolerate very low light situations and it prefers to be in a brighter light though. So it doesn't necessarily need to be directly in a window, but just off of an east or a west facing window where it gets bright but indirect lighting is what it prefers. Sometimes if you don't have it in enough light, it can actually revert back to its green or that jade color without any variegation if you don't have it in enough light. I guess that being said, if the actual foliage is just plain green, then you're not going to gain any variegation by putting it in the light. (laughs) Um, So, if for some reason you had a variegated plant and it turned just Plain green again, put it in some brighter light. That's kind of how you know you're not in enough light. You didn't lose the variegation forever, just temporarily until it adjusts. According to the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual by Barbara Pleasant, it can actually handle fluorescent light too, so it's a great office plant. With my situation, I have them all over the place. I don't know how many I have. I think I have, oh dear lord. I'd have to recount I have close to 10 of them and by 10 I mean I propagated a few of them too and we'll talk about that later it's pretty easy the ones with more of a variegation like I have a pearls and jade pothos I have a marble queen those are both in my let's see which direction is that It's actually in a north window, but the house next door, which is pretty close, reflects a lot of light. So this window actually gets a little bit brighter than it normally would. So even though I said an east or a west facing window, they can really go in a lot of different options. Probably a south window is not ideal because that will get a lot of direct hot heat. And they tend to burn a little bit if you put them in too much direct sunlight. I also had one, let's see... I didn't even have it near a window. I had it in a dark corner and unfortunately, the plant actually seemed to lose a lot of its leaves and the branches started dying off slowly. Now, I don't know if that was from lack of light or infrequent watering or what, I really neglected that thing, but I put it in front of a, I believe it's a west, yeah, a west facing window, not directly in front of it, it's just off of it. And it's filling in a lot more, and I noticed a lot more leaves were growing in. So that's great, because I never thought I was going to get that plant back to what it was. (laughs) So speaking of possibly not watering that plant enough, we're going to talk about water requirements now. So these plants do not tolerate overwatering, so it's actually better for them to be underwatered. I have had a couple pothos in plants with no drainage and they rotted and I only had a couple leaves left. They came back but very slowly and I had it seemed like once I put them in a little bit more light that helped them out even more. So make sure you're not watering them too much. Allow that top layer at least of the soil to dry before watering. These plants will wilt a little bit if they need water too. So you can kind of see it once they need it. And if they don't look wilty, I don't know if that's a word, but it's going to be now. If they look wilty, then they'll need a little bit of water. You can also reduce the frequency of watering in the off season. Here in Wisconsin, we call that winter. So, make sure you're reducing it because the plant isn't taking up as much moisture as it usually needs in its growing season. I've also noticed that adding a little bit of humidity has really helped the growth of new leaves on my pothos. Maybe it's because I've never had so many pothos, so I've never seen so many cool leaves popping up out of everyone. but (laughs) I've increased misting recently in the last couple weeks and there's new leaves everywhere. I have this, the one pearl and jade that I have has four new leaves coming up right now. It's crazy. And by misting, I mean just using a spray bottle. I got mine on Amazon. They came in a two pack. So I have a lot of plants upstairs and downstairs. So I keep them in in an upstairs space and a downstairs space. It's very handy. Um, You can just get that and mist it every few days. You can get the top of the leaves, the the bottom, the underside of the leaves, and even get the soil around it. That way it does have that full humidity on the whole plant. Okay, so let's move on to fertilization, propagation, whether or not this thing flowers, and some other random facts. Okay, so fertilizing these puppies can be done in a few different ways. Personally, I use a slow-release fertilizer along with a few of my other plants that I use that with in early spring and does seem to do the trick. I haven't really experimented too much with different fertilizers. It's probably one of the things that I'll get to soon in this summertime. So even though I fertilize it in that particular way, I wanted to see what other options there were. So I went to Plant Arena's website. They have YouTube channel. I follow them on Instagram and they do sell plants and have some plant care on their website. So I went there to check out what they have to offer and what they say about fertilizing pozos. They say to use a weak solution of complete liquid fertilizer every two weeks through the growing season. The growing season is basically spring through fall. Here I always started fertilizing right around the end of February beginning of March because that's when I started to notice a couple new leaves popping up. And you could probably go through October or so, but if your pothos is showing signs of growth all year long, which I think mine do for the most part, but it's just a lot more slowed down in the winter. But if you have even more signs of growth, like probably in out west where the sun is warmer, you can fertilize with a quarter-strength liquid fertilizer or. You can top dress your soil with worm castings or a rich compost and actually the worm castings or just a rich compost being kind of mixed on top of your soil acts as a slow release fertilizer. So I do use a slow release fertilizer. I just don't use the worm castings or the rich compost. I just actually use the little pellet fertilizer. So now let's talk about the flower there's not much to talk about because it rarely blooms in the wild, let alone as a houseplant. The one website that I found said that the plant has to get very, very large in order to even potentially produce a flower. I tried to look everywhere online and in my books to see what the flower looked like. I'm guessing based on the family it's in, it looks similar to an anthurium or something like that, but I couldn't find one. So you basically want to buy this plant for its amazing foliage and you're not getting it for its flower. So the next topic I wanted to do was propagation. I've done this several times with this plant with water propagation and it has worked very well and my plants are thriving. So just like the prayer plant that I talked about a couple podcasts ago, you want to cut the stem just below a leaf node. Usually that's where a couple stems meet. That part of the stem is a lot thicker in the area and that's where you know that a leaf node is. You can either stick it in water and that will eventually produce roots and you can change out the water just to prevent rotting. I haven't had any major problems. I maybe change the water once a month. You probably should do it every week, every two weeks, but it was just fine how I had it. Or the other way to propagate is through soil. I've never personally experimented with it, but I do know people that have done it through soil and I've seen several different people on Instagram doing it. And as long as you keep that soil where you're growing it fairly moist while it's rooting, it does very well. So you can just stick that leaf node right into the soil and it will produce roots just like it would in water. So it took about a month for me to see roots forming right around a month maybe three weeks and you really want to wait a lot longer until there are multiple roots or a thicker root base in order to transfer it into its new little home so just keep in mind it does take a little bit and I haven't had really a fail propagation for these unlike the snake plant I've failed at those miserably several times but the pothos is fairly simple So now I'm going to go over the quick facts that I wasn't able to include in some of the other topics. So I have never had a pest or disease problem with these guys, which is a miracle because I've had a lot of problems. But the only major problem I had was overwatering. So like I said earlier, just make sure it's better to underwater these guys. These plants are toxic to not only pets, but to humans as well. So make sure you're keeping them away from your pets and your kids. If humans or pets ingest these plants, it can cause irritation and the contact of the plant's sap can cause skin and eye irritation. That being said, I've never heard or experienced any problems with these plants in regards to being toxic to humans, but just be careful handling them. The next point is, if you wanted to get a much fuller foliage instead of long, lanky branches that some of these plants tend to have, you can keep trimming them back. If you trim back the branches, it forces the plant to grow more foliage where the middle of the plant is. If you like the plant, long and lanky, go ahead and do that too. You can let these plants grow anywhere. You can stake them, you can snake them around, or you can just let them hang off a shelf or wherever you want to use them hanging from your ceilings. They are so versatile. And did you know these plants can actually be staked upwards? So if you put them along something where the roots can eventually grab onto it, they will grow upward like an upward vine. So on Plantarina, I watched one of her YouTube videos and she basically just took a wood stake and tied the stems onto the stake with twine. Just make sure you're not using staples because that can eventually hurt the branches. Once the plants get rooted to the stake, you can remove the ties, but until then, keep them on for stability. And actually, as that plant grows up that stake, the leaves get bigger and bigger. So the higher the plant grows, it seems as if the leaves keep getting bigger. I remember when we were at the garden center, we ordered staked pothos, And the leaves at the top of the stake were triple the size of the leaves near the bottom. It was crazy. And I couldn't believe how big they were. I would never seen them that big, but that was really cool. So if you want the leaves to get bigger, if you want an overall bigger plant making more of an impact in part of your home, then definitely try to stake it. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there on how to do it. And I'll make one at some point once I get my YouTube channel up and running. I talked about earlier how this plant is commonly called a money plant. It is because of its yellow and green colors actually represent gold and jade. and In the Chinese culture, that is a sign of wealth. The more you know, right? Okay, so let's just do a really quick recap. This plant can tolerate low light situations, but usually does a lot better in a bright indirect sunlight window, especially if it has variegation. Like I've said twice now, do not overwater this plant. Make sure that top layer is dry before you do and reduce watering in the winter. And make sure you keep it away from pets or children because it is toxic so just be cautious. This plant is known for its foliage with all sorts of patterns and multitudes of ways to stake it, snake it, or let it hang. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of Houseplant Homebody, all about the winding and vining pothos. And this is just a reminder that you can find more at Houseplant Homebody on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube, or visit my website where you can find all of those links at www.houseplant homebody.com. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts and YouTube episodes early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world, and I can't wait to bring you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every Tuesday for new podcasts and YouTube episodes. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Here comes the best part of this podcast, the bloopers. Because everyone messes up, right? (laughs) Pothos are one of the most beautiful... Oh... I gotta change that. I use the Baptisia description still. Whoops! Well, they are one of the most beautiful plants. But anyway, okay, I gotta fix that. (laughs) Okay, so the Pothos as a landscape crant, crant? The heck was that? I think I combined landscape and plant, and then I got crant. Cool. Should trademark it. All right, so fertilizing these puppies. Sorry, just dropped something, my bad. (laughs) Quarter strength with li- quarter strength liquid. Oh my god. Liquid fertilizer. Okay. And it will produce roots. <laughs> I sound like I'm going British or something.